Hello, very good afternoon and welcome to Aspen Weight Live on a Monday. Delighted to be back here uh, once again. Uh, big thank you to Charlotte who did a tremendous job last Monday. Uh, yeah, back in the hot seat. Yeah, yeah, very much so, very much so. Um, <laughs> back to um, back to me today though, I'm afraid. Uh, as always, oh. I'd just like to say thank you for joining us and if you want to get your comments in, you can do it across social media right now. And if you're listening on the podcast, then uh, very good afternoon to you. And we haven't forgotten you. You can email podcast at aspen-weight.co.uk. Plenty to talk about, Paul, but there is only one place for me to start talking to you this afternoon, and that is the compulsory use of face masks in shops. Now, this has caused a, a big debate, and I would say mainly because it seems to be coming so late. Uh, people saying that it's because the NHS were priority to get the face mask and they couldn't do it a few months ago. And other people saying that he's just panicked now and he, he's given in to, um, you know, people moaning, basically. What's your thoughts on this, Paul? I don't know where to start. Uh, it's probably the single biggest infringement of my rights in my lifetime. Yeah. Uh, so the fact that I will have to wear one of those silly masks uh in a shop is uh, i can't begin to tell you how much it upsets me actually beyond belief uh, if, we, if we then look at it you know on, on any number of levels including scientific i mean i i i'm a great believer in life that often you know sometimes you just have to apply you know s- simple common sense for instance and um how how can it how can it be commonsensical to be in a situation where, what, four months after effectively COVID hits the UK, uh, that we now have to wear face masks, whereas at the height of the pandemic, we didn't. And then you hear things like, you know, this one of the things I, I hate the most where they say, the science, the science is increasingly telling us this, or the science is increasingly telling us that. Well, I watched a program uh, three three days ago, I think it was, with two leading, um, I can't remember what the right name for them is, something ologists, you know, p- people who are experts in uh, the field of um, of germs, shall we say. Mm. Uh, and they were basically saying that there is no scientific evidence to support wearing a face mask, that it's a good thing. Uh, and, of course, the, the interviewer was sort of basically saying to these guys, well, um, you know, all right, so there may not be uh, a lot of evidence and, and data uh, to show what the benefits are, but surely common sense would suggest that, you know, if someone's wearing a face mask, it's got to be a better thing than not wearing one. And uh, and the guys were basically saying, well, no, not necessarily, because apparently um, there's, and of course, it's interesting when you, you get proper, you know, proper medical professionals talking about this. You, know, you you wear a face mask, and then what happens into that? People spit into it, they drool. You know, the face mask gets uh, compromised. Should we say, mm. you know, wet through saliva, etc. And apparently, that compromises uh, airflow and things like that. So actually, having having a um, face mask that, for instance, gets wet or whatever, is actually worse than not having a face mask at all. Apparently. Uh, that was quite an interesting point. Mm. I just think I just I just I just I just can't, it, you know. So common sense and the other word would have to be consistency, wouldn't it? So you know, 
on the one hand, uh, you, so I think Boris came out yesterday and said he, he couldn't see a second lockdown happening under any circumstances. Hmm. Which, which I think has to be has to be the case because if there was a second lockdown, I think we'd be buggered. To be honest here, um, scientific term, of course. Um, so, you know, I just, I, I just, I just can't, I can't see. Uh, you know, it, it's funny, isn't it? So you've got, you know, you've got people allowed to go on a train, or people allowed to protest um, and take down statues, but. You can't have Old Trafford a quarter full or, uh, you know, 10,000 people at Wembley Stadium instead of 80 or something, you know, mm. uh, I just I just I just the whole thing just does my head in. Yeah, it's it, it's a bit of a minefield to get your head around the fact that it's coming in now um, and it starts. I think it's 24th, isn't it? It starts that you have to. So you have to wear one when you go into shops. And um, I, I went into shops actually the weekend and I noticed that the majority of people weren't wearing them, which to me said spoke volumes about what people think about the decision. Because if you think that you should be wearing them and you're very much for this, then you would have been wearing them at the weekend. And most people yeah. in the shops weren't wearing them. So it'll be interesting to see how long that, that is put in place for. I assume it's going to be to the end of the year. Um, but it, it will be interesting. I, w- I want to ask you about something that you mentioned sometimes on the radio show and the on the live stream and that's your your saturday shopping trip that you you have (laughs) this is a serious question actually will you will you go still will you go still or will you say no i'm not i'm not going now because i'm not where i'm not prepared to do that well how can i do that well no you obviously you you go out and and you've mentioned a couple of times that it's something you do on a saturday and you you go out to the shops that that's something that obviously going to make you feel uncomfortable just in general having to Go against. I can't go to the shop, can I? So. Well, no, but yeah. How how will that make you feel going into the to the shops? I think it'll be a very sad moment in my life. Hmm. I'm not looking forward to it at all. Yeah, becoming one of those people that I almost despise. Yeah. I don't know what else to say. You know? No, I know, and I, I totally get that. I think it'll be what will be interesting. I guess the next. Um, you know, topic just to conclude this is is how people are going to police it, and what will be interesting for me anyway was to see how many people aren't wearing them, because one of the things that the shops have said is that we we haven't got the staff and we're not willing to police this. So if people go around and take their masks off or put them down, how many how many uh, customers are going to actually you know, how many how many incidents are we going to have in shops? where people are going to get irate about this and say, you need to get out of here because you're not wearing your mask. If the shops aren't going to get involved, and they've already said that you can't, you shouldn't be calling the police because the police aren't going to be called to a shop every time someone puts their mask down. It comes back to our conversation that we've had week in, week out about the divide and about human rights. And it'll be very interesting to see what happens in terms of people wearing them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um... Yeah, I, I, I must be quite a simplistic fellow. I, 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 I basically make an assumption that people will wear them. But I, I suppose it would be interesting to see if there are people who deliberately, uh, you know, walk into the shop without one on, and, and also whether the shop would let that happen. Yeah, I guess some shops won't, but I, I think there's a lot of people that will have a, a belief, like you do, that, that, that is your right to, 
you know, make your own choices and if you, you know, and you shouldn't be made to wear a mask if you go into a shop. And I think there'll be people, as we've seen over the last few months, that will take the action into their own hands. The statue's one example. They, that will go into shops and say, I'm not doing it and you're not stopping me coming in here because I, I just think that's the way it will be. But be interested to see. I might be wrong. I might not be right. There might be everybody be law-abiding citizens. I'm not sure. But we shall see, Paul. We shall, we shall see with interest over the next... Um, few weeks and obviously um, months as well I'm going to switch the attention to uh, business uh, as well as I, I know you hmm. wanted to talk about capital gains tax because it's something that's come up over over the last week um, important announcements that, that are being made well uh, important announcements that probably will be made um, so nothing's actually been said yet uh, I mean obviously uh, you know the, the current situation is 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 pretty dire um so we've we've lost uh, the entire gross domestic product of the last 18 years in three months uh big worst recession since 1706 and of course there has to be a cost for that and we've discussed in previous live streams uh which in itself is an issue you know the balance the balance between um Financing this uh, this situation and uh, damaging uh, a recovery uh, at the very time where it needs to be encouraged. So I think um, putting up taxes uh, on employment, for instance, or on corporates would almost certainly be a, a, a very uh, foolish and uh, short-termist uh, policy. What seems to be um, what's what the Tories seem to be talking about, which um, is interesting. So I can't remember. Uh, it was one of my one of my appearances last week. I was talking about uh, the complete betrayal of business by this government, mm. uh, which I feel very very strongly about. Uh, you know, I think I think. To go into business on 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 the basis that you believe that you're going to be able to retire and pay ten percent tax, and then be told, in my case, when I'm fifty nine, well, in fact, when I'm sixty, that that was a lie, uh, and I'm not going to be able to retire on that basis, is is disgusting. I I, I can't think of anything worse to say. It is absolutely just an absolute disgrace, a betrayal. Uh, this government uh, is definitely not a government for business. And uh, so I suppose um, the talk about capital gains taxes uh, rising. Uh, there was even uh, an article in the Times yesterday about uh, would would the government go so far as to um, create capital gains tax on the sale of one's own residential property? Mm. Uh, that apparently has been muted as obviously uh, that would be a that would be an enormous uh, generator of funds. You know, given at the moment it's a basic principle that your own house is exempt from tax. You know, so you can buy a house for a hundred thousand pounds, sell it for five hundred thousand pounds twenty years later, and that extra four hundred thousand pounds is yours. That's a that's a basic right of a of a citizen. And of course, one of the things which um, 
people tend to forget, particularly uh, those on the left uh, and those who are against um, market forces, is capital's, capital gains tax is arguably in itself a duplicate tax. If you think about where you get your wealth in the first place, so you know, let's say that I had £100,000. Where does that £100,000 come from? Hmm. Savings. Well, that's, so, yeah, where, where does that come from? Well, money that you've earned. Comes, exactly, which has been taxed. Yeah. Well, that's the point. Yeah. So uh, if, I, if I have £100,000 in, in, my, in my account, that has come, almost certainly come out of money I have earned, which has been taxed. And it could have been taxed at forty-five percent, for instance. Yeah, you know, uh, and in and in many cases that would be the case. So if you then take that hundred thousand pounds and you buy ABC shares for hundred thousand pounds, and then those ABC shares in a year's time are then sold for two hundred thousand pounds, you're now paying tax on the hundred thousand pounds you've already taxed. It's already been taxed. You see what I mean? Yeah, uh, yeah, absolutely. So that in itself is worth pointing out, you know, the basics, you know, because one of the things, as you know, I get very frustrated about is because um, neither the government or people in the media actually understand uh, simple matters like that. So they don't explain them to people. So people would go, oh, yeah. If I said to you, you'd go, oh, yeah, I thought about that, wouldn't you? You know, that's, you know, if you say, well, actually, the starting point for it in the first place is the money that you're starting with has already been taxed. You know, that has to, in a fair world, that would have to influence uh, your view on what would then happen with that money. So um, apparently the general view is that taxing uh, profits on one's own house would be a step too far. So it seems unlikely that's going to happen, but uh, it does seem quite likely but so one of the things which I'm not sure, I'd say one in three, uh, that capital taxes could be at the same level as income taxes. So you, you could potentially uh, pay capital gains tax at 45%, for instance. Yeah. I mean, I, I would, I can't tell, I mean, I would be very, 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 very upset if that was to happen. Hmm. <clears throat> But you know, it's a very, it's a, and I think one of, the, one of the things perhaps that people don't realise is, um, you know, when you look at, um, let's call them ineffective, or, or even well-intentioned, but you know, not, not actually uh, highly productive measures. You know, so we've had the, the furlough scheme, the the bonus to employers to retain in the employment people that have been furloughed. Uh, the banks back loans and all the bad debts that's going to create uh, the the rates assistance, for instance. Of course, what what people don't tend to think about is, let's say that that you know that let's say that a quarter of that money was was injudiciously spent. Well, that 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 money has to be found somewhere, doesn't it? Hmm. So what's going to actually happen is we're going to end up. The price to pay for um, probably largely inappropriate measures in the first place is going to be fundamental changes in the way that we are taxed. And I think what's quite 
extraordinarily. Um, it was actually on my Friday show, you know, which, which is now the entrepreneurial journey. And I was actually asked a question by somebody in the audience as to which government did I think had been most business, uh, which governments had been more pro-business in my lifetime. And I actually had to say, um, other than Margaret Thatcher's government, which was superb uh, in all respects in terms of its long-termness, uh, making decisions, you know, over a 10-year period rather than the next election. It's no doubt in my mind that the next best government in my lifetime would be the Blair Brown one. Hmm. Uh, Gordon Brown introduced a number of extremely um, favorable tax breaks for people like me. Uh, and this government has reversed nearly all of them. Yeah, it's, you know, so it's quite it, it's quite interesting that the Tory government has started doing things which you could almost associate with Marxists. It's a really so interesting. It's, it's a, yeah, I was going to say it's sorry. a really interesting. This is a really interesting topic um, because we started this a number of weeks ago, and we said just just how are they going to claw that money back? Because I think one of the things that obviously you've mentioned on several occasions is that. People, perhaps people that consume the mainstream media believe that a lot of these things the government are helping out with and they're, they're helping to do, the furlough scheme being one of them, the, you know, the money they're pumping in, that money has to come back. Is that, is that a fair statement to say? That money has to come back. And what, what maybe we're not understanding is how and when that will. And you, you've obviously started that, that thought today of, of some of the things that could well be happening that you'd be extremely unhappy with. Um, and and I guess that that my my thoughts are what else are the government going to do to bring back these enormous amounts of money that we've seen them put into the to the economy because there'll be other things that will be just as unpopular I, I'm imagining amongst people. Yeah, but it's it's, it's actually quite difficult to see um, you know what they could do other than. Um, you know, the, 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 probably the, the, the greatest temptation uh, if you were in government and you were looking for, uh, you know, a one-off raid would be to pick to pick something, I don't know, so pension funds or, uh, I mean, uh, you know, I think, you know, the thing that I suggested actually uh, at the start of the pandemic, you may recall, was that there should be a super tax on retailers. On the large retailers, you know the Morrisons, the uh, uh, Asda's, uh, etc. Of this world, um, that's that. See, that seemed to me to be. I mean, one one of the things uh, I can't remember who who said this in the first place. Uh, someone like Robert Peel or Disraeli or something, um, but he said that taxes should be fair and proportionate. Uh, that's a you know that's a general thing that goes with taxation. That taxes should be fair and proportionate. So they should be fair to the majority and they should be proportionate between uh, the rich and the poor, for instance, you know, but, but very, you know, pretty, pretty commonsensical values, really. So, um, you know, we're, um, you know, we're in, as I say, we're in, in, in danger of, of, of getting into a situation now where um, people do things sort of opportunistically, should we say, um, but you know, I think yeah, I think I think that uh, people that benefited, um, if you think about it, you know, we said this before, the big stores 
um, unfairly benefited from from the pandemic because uh, they were selling flowers and alcohol <coughs> when the smaller shops that would normally have been doing that weren't allowed to compete against them. So I think I think if, if the government had turned around and said, right, you know, we're going to we're going to impose this one off tax on you guys. I think it would be quite personally, it would be quite hard to complain about that, um, as opposed to um, who knows what's going to happen. There'll be something, uh, be an industry or uh, a group of people. I mean, one of the things, one of the things uh, I, I particularly rail against is this comment about those with the broadest shoulders should should basically contribute the most. Hmm. Well, you know, my view is they already do. So if you look at uh, myself personally and my companies, uh, we're probably we're probably paying two million pounds a year in taxes, yeah. perhaps more. Well, you know, I would have thought that was rather a lot. Yeah, no, absolutely. You know, if you said the average person earning forty grand probably pays twelve to fifteen grand. And I'm in, and I'm I'm one way or another paying two million. So so why is that fair and proportionate on me to turn around and say, well, you've got a hundred grand in the bank, Paul, and they're going to raise you for ten grand, say, you know, or whatever it was. Yeah, no, it's, it, it 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 raises. I think it raises more questions, like you just said. It it raises more questions than than answers when we talk about this because we just we just don't know what 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 the you know what we'll be talking about in twelve months' time, for example. Um, which I'm sure will still be the ramifications of the government's decisions over the last few months. And interestingly, you picked up on the point at the very beginning of the, the show that Boris had come out and said there will there won't be uh, a second lockdown. And I think a lot of people in business are, are certainly with that take, which is, he's probably been told, hasn't he? He's probably been told, I'm sure he's intelligent enough to know that another lockdown would, would cripple probably, um, would it be strong enough to say unrecoverable we just wouldn't recover from a from a second lockdown no way i mean we you see the job losses that are going on at the moment i just can't see a way that we would yeah i mean it's um it's it's difficult to get a sense of proportion about that isn't it i i mean i think you know we're already talking about probably 5 to 10 years before we see you know any any sign of uh, discernible recovery from this uh, a second lockdown I don't, I, you know it would be would be terminal i mean it, it's it's a hard thing it's a hard thing to look at because you know one one of the things again that i find um irritates me beyond belief is is when people say to me things like um uh you know how do we best prepare for the second wave mm. um a lot of stuff um, reported in the media that when when the weather gets worse and it gets into the winter, that we're going to have this this terrible second wave again. Well, you know, if you just look, at, you know, perhaps I'm overly simplistic, but when you consider that half of the world is already in the winter, mm. good point. Well, well, that's a very good point. Well, yeah, I, mean, I, I I've got a very simple brain. I just, you know, I I, I see things very clearly, and so, you know. If someone says to me Britain's going to suffer from a second wave in the winter, then then why aren't you know what about the countries that are already in winter? You know what's happening to them? So if you look at the world, you know I mean unless I'm missing something, uh, the two countries 
that seem to be uh, the probably the biggest problem at the moment would be Brazil and the USA. Hmm. Uh, I think um, probably the USA's federal nature and their overly, you could almost call it overly democratic way of living is very ill-suited to the sort of orderly behavior that society uh, requires during something like a pandemic. Uh, probably also you've got, you know, you've got countries like Iran that are probably almost certainly doing a lot worse than they, um, than, than well, just, uh, Drew's just picked up my boxer shorts. So it's a very rather surreal moment on live stream to have, um, to have my colleague touching my boxer shorts without me being inside them, so to speak. The numbers have so, just gone uh, up. The viewing numbers have just gone up now. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sure they would be. Yeah, it's going quite <laughs> Yes, listen to Aspirate Radio to find out what Drew's really about. Um, yes, yeah, so as I say, you know, you've got, you've got, um, this, this, as far as I can see, there's no evidence based on any, any study or any country at the moment that suggests any of these sort of scaremongery things are likely to happen. Hmm. And yet they're presented to us like they're almost facts, aren't they? Yeah, they are. And it, again, um, we, we we could talk about this uh, all afternoon. I think we'll 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 move on from it because as you, as we we've, we've talked about it before, um, we're here to try and give you some some facts, some you know some some real information. And I think people will, will talk um, all summer long for the rest of the summer about the fact that we might have a second lockdown. And and good luck to them with that. So in terms of uh, something I did want to just mention, I, I read yesterday when I was looking through a couple of the papers uh, that un- unemployment has not yet reached the level of the last recession. Um, I don't know if we've actually been told that we are in a recession. Uh, maybe that's just my ignorance, having having not... Um, but we are in a recession. So... Go on, <laughs> Sorry, was it answering your own question there or what? Oh, well, I was I was looking for your guidance, but I, I guess I skipped ahead a little bit. But I, I may have missed that. But obviously, we're not um, that we are in a recession. To be in a recession, you have to have two consecutive quarters of negative growth. Yeah, there you are. There that you was go. your answer. That was the answer. That's my answer that I was looking for there. But anyway, yesterday I read that the unemplo- <laughs> unemployment has has not yet reached the level of the last recession and it, it got me thinking well, no, that's, well, that's that's sorry that was, sorry sorry to butt in why why is that well it's because furlough hasn't finished yet exactly so uh, that was my, that was my point to talk to you about very briefly we haven't mentioned it for a few weeks but the furlough scheme um is still protecting as i, I can't remember what you described it as but i loved um the, your description the of redundancy it. program yeah that was it that was the one that i really enjoyed um include <laughs> redundancy program but this is still going to be. We've talked about um, taxes and, and trying to get the, uh, you know, get money back in um, that the government have invested into the economy. But in terms of their next problem, when the when the furlough scheme ends, is are you is it still your belief that this will be a, another big problem come October that unemployment will rise dramatically? Well, I think uh, the answer is almost certainly. I mean, you know, we've we've seen um, we've seen almost daily reports of companies uh, laying off substantial numbers of people. So, um, I think by Christmas, unemployment will be the highest it's been for a very, very long time. 
Yeah, not that we want to bring. I mean, Marks and Spencers today. I read nine hundred and fifty jobs have been have been wiped from from their company. Uh, we, I want to yeah, try, despite I my very large spending on a Saturday afternoon. Yeah, there you go, Paul. Which um, which town is it that you go into? Bridgewater, la la la. Bridgewater and Bridgewater MS. Hopefully, none of the job cuts will be in that one. <laughs> We do, we are, I am going to turn this round, by the way. I do get involved on the live stream with your comments and um, you can email if you're on uh, listening to the podcast. It's uh, podcast at aspen-weight.co.uk. Get your thoughts in, uh, as always. And I am going to turn this round for the last 10 minutes and we are going to talk about something more positive. I realise it's been, been quite heavy. I just wanted to mention that in there just because the furlough scheme is something we haven't talked about for a, a while and I wanted to get Paul's thoughts on exactly the, what the article said, the record numbers of unemployment and how that will again be another big challenge for the government when it comes to October and this you know um, much um, I think it's not the word I'm trying to look for that the, the winter is not something that uh, I'm sure the government is looking forward to with some of the decisions and the things well, that, I thought you were going to do, do a lovely piece of Shakespeare then which this one? is the winter of our discontent no no Shakespeare from me but thanks for adding it in it definitely adds, to the, adds to the class of our show don't you think Paul yeah definitely I'm a classy bird. Yeah, that's it. You can say it on the live stream. You can't say it on the radio. Oh, yeah, that was something that uh, Mr. Armstrong was banned from saying this week by you. Yeah, we can have a little bit more freedom on the live stream. I think um, in terms of the the radio, we I was, what did you call me? The Fort Police, I think. Yeah, the Wokingham Fort Police. Yes. Well, I think it's a rather brilliant, a rather brilliant title, if you ask me. Yeah, I quite like it. I quite enjoy it. We need to talk uh, uh, very briefly um, about football because um, our t- our great yeah. team lost yesterday. Um, but it's is that, of, is that of is that of interest to the nation? Well, it, well, the the follow on from it is um, one thing that was announced again, um, and you you made comment uh, to it earlier was that they are hoping that football fans will be allowed back in stadiums in September um, when football obviously kicks off the new season. It's a very bizarre thought for for those that follow football because. We're only just finishing um, this one, but uh, it's nice that they've said that fans can be back into grounds. And again, it, it really kind of reiterates that point that you made, that it's baffling that, you know, what will the rules be? You can come to football, but you have to wear a face mask. Well, I would think so, yeah. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to um, uh, to see how that how that pans out, really. We won't talk too much more about football because we've said that our team um, lost yesterday in the FA Cup. So we'll, we'll move and Yeovil lost at home. Yeah, very in local their playoff. team. They did, yeah, very local team. Yeovil nil, Barnet two. We won't mention Leeds either because we don't like. And Leeds. Bath City lost at home in their playoff. Yes, Bath City actually lost at home uh, to a club that I worked for, Dorking Wanderers. Yeah, so, there so it's go. not good. Not good to be a. West Country person this weekend? No, it's not. But hey, we we want to do a we want to end the show on 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 a high. And before we get to your music choice, we've got to come back round to Aspen Weight Radio again. We're into our third week now of our full launch, which is fantastic. And one big announcement that we can say on the show is that we will be on DAB, which is absolutely um, phenomenal for a DAB station. Pompey. DAB Pompey, yeah. We'll be on DAB in Portsmouth, which is great news. Um, it's our first step into digital broadcasting, and um, we're looking forward to it, aren't we, Paul? Oh, hugely. 
you know, to think of Portsmouth people listening to Asperweight Radio it fills me full of joy. Well, we, as we've discussed off air, it may not be uh, hopefully where the journey stops in terms of DAB, as, as you are the King of Wales, and we know that, so uh, watch this space, potentially. Absolutely. I think the other thing I'd like to report before you cut me off is um, is that uh, it's been the first week that my granddaughter, Evelyn, has been eating proper food and she's uh, in danger of ending up looking like me on the basis of current form. <laughs> that's, re- that's a really exciting, that's an exciting week though. I'm glad that you brought that up because, you know, those things are really important. I think more if important you want to see, than ever. If I think we need to have Evelyn. Uh, we, we need to launch Evelyn TV. I, I think Evelyn's TV and also Ziggy TV, uh, we'd get millions and millions of viewers. Babies and cats. That's what people want to watch, isn't it? That's there. Yeah. And perhaps, perhaps Drew on uh, Sunday morning. Yeah. Don't miss the um, don't miss the radio show. By the way, on Saturday and Sunday mornings with myself, Drew Armstrong, and Paul as obviously presenting the show and we had a we had a lot of fun on sunday i really enjoyed that don't don't enjoy getting up that early on a sunday morning but i'll do it for the people yeah it's funny isn't it you know obviously you've been doing you've been doing this all your life for me um it's a comparatively recent thing um and i find it quite interesting uh the difference between my perception uh of how good the show is and you know, the banter between the three of us uh, and the reality. So I actually find that when I listen, when I listen back to the show, it's usually better than I thought it was rather than the other way around. Yeah, that's... that's and I do, I do find, which I, I really love, I do find um, my belly laughing. I do actually genuinely belly laugh uh, when I'm listening back to the to my own show some of the things that are said which i think is um you know it's rather lovely really yeah it's a very, if you if you haven't if you didn't listen to it yesterday i would um i would urge you to go on if you do nothing else and listen back to the sunday show uh which you can get on our website aspenweightradio.com and you can listen again because there, there there are some brilliant moments and one of my highlights so far of radio on aspenweight was telling Paul, just innocently making a comment about should he, you know, go to a school reunion? Has he ever been to one? And I'll, <laughs> I'll leave the rest of you to uh, to go and listen to that again because it's a beautiful moment of radio. Well, moments. It turned into moments, didn't it? You it know? did. It very much did. Yeah, I thought, I thought it was one of your best... Uh... You really started something there, didn't you? Oh, I did, and I didn't intend to either. It was, uh, it was a throwaway comment that turned into something. But we'll talk about this more um, as the weeks go on. But in terms of radio, just picking up on one of your points there, it's one of the one of the most fascinating things for me is sitting in a studio. It actually can be quite a lonely place when you sit in a studio and it can be quite a strange place because you're, you're, you're talking to this great audience and, and you're sitting there in four walls in a studio. And, and, and just as you made the comment there, you try you think, well, was that funny? Was, was that good? Was that interesting? And then when you listen to it back, when it's packaged as a... As a radio show and the music's going out, it's actually um, it actually all comes together. Yeah, no, it's lovely, isn't it? The power of people, the power of music. Yeah, and that is the the greatest link ever because we're going to talk about music now. Um, where are we up to with music on the live stream? It's choosing great songs, isn't it? Yeah, I've got past the A to Z. That's that's old hat now. So. Uh, 
there isn't there is there isn't a, a song called 1305 um i played a song yesterday on uh, the sunday breakfast show called 515 by the who but it's not 515 um so i decided that the closest i can get to is 1230 uh which is a wonderful track by the mamas and papas uh mamas and papas singing 1230 um absolutely beautiful song so that's the song for today 35 minutes late yeah and it's that's still perfect absolutely fine um if you're if you're watching on the live stream then go and check it out if you're on the podcast it's going to come up in a in a couple of minutes time um that's all we've got time for today paul you'll be really pleased to know that next week i'm on holiday for a week so uh, charlotte will be stepping in you're always on holiday what's going on i'm never on holiday i must have the wrong job i must yeah I'm, on, I'm away next week. Charlotte will be here presenting the live stream with I'm you. I'm like old father time, always here. Well, I was going to ask you about your um, holiday. I'm going to save it for a couple of weeks' time, but you're going away in September, I think, so um, we'll talk about that. be more interesting than mine. Italia, Sicilia, Sicilia. I'm down on my knees. Okay. Sorry, that was a bad, bad link. That was, I, I quite enjoyed it. <laughs> anyway, before you get rid of me completely, I will be on um, your radio show at the weekends. I'm doing that before I go, so uh, I'll see you at the weekend. Paul, thank you for your company as always, and thank you ever so much for watching. Get your comments in on social media. Do subscribe and um, share the podcast, and we'll see you next Monday. With a clock that always said 1230 Young girls have come into the canyon And in the mornings I can see them walking I can
images of beauty.